guys, and welcome back to Seasons Podcast. I'm Addie, and I'm so excited to be back recording my second episode. It's Sunday morning right now, around like 11 o'clock, and I've just had a really chill, relaxed morning. Did some reading, devotion, journaling, and I'm super excited to record and just kind of catch up with my week. If you haven't heard my last episode, be sure to go back and listen. Me and my sister Ella did a little live chat and then talked about high school versus college. I was so nervous to tell people about my podcast, but after I posted about it on my Instagram, I was just so thankful for all the nice comments and people came up to me saying they were going to listen or they really liked it. So seriously, thank you so much if you said that to me. It really meant a lot to me and it made me so much more excited to record more episodes. So I'm pumped to be back today. If you don't know me, I'm Addie Thompson. I'm currently a freshman in college at Mississippi State University. I'm majoring in communications with the emphasis in public relations, and I wanted to start a podcast to share stories from my life, tips, things I've learned, and have conversations with friends and family. So I'm kind of nervous. I don't know if nervous is the word, but just curious to see how this episode is going to go because I've only recorded with someone else before and this one's just going to be a solo but for today's episode I wanted to talk about a big goal of mine for 2020 which is breaking my phone habit my addiction to always like checking my phone and then reading more they kind of go hand in hand I really want to get better at unplugging and just carving out time in my day to read and just completely step away from technology and I'm going to be sharing my reasons for unplugging some of my favorite books from 2019 and then books I'm looking forward to reading this year but first I want to get into the usual segments so something I want to start implementing into each episode is a motivational quote or verse for the week so this one's from Pinterest and it's kind of cheesy but I really liked it it says I want to be around people that do things I don't want to be around people anymore that judge or talk about what people do I want to be around people that dream and support and do things. So I don't know. It just kind of hit me because I've been on a big creative kick recently. I feel like 2020, I was really motivated beginning of January to start all these projects, podcasts being one of them, do more art, to read more. And so far, that motivation hasn't gone away. So I think I'm just on a big kick to create and to do things and to be productive and it's really important who I surround myself with. I really want to focus on surrounding myself with people that inspire me and that push me to be my best self. So this quote just kind of hit me and reminded me of that to really look for those people that aren't going to be judging people or aren't going to be looking down on people who have motivation or want to create and will really encourage me in whatever I'm trying to do. Um, I can think of two things. Going to Wesley, which is the student ministry that I've been going to here, definitely inspires me just with my walk with God and just with the friends I've made through it have always just been so encouraging. Everyone that I've met has been so welcome and opening. And then another is my dad just really inspired me to be creative. I feel like we have a lot of similar interests in the things we like to read, do, watch. And so he's definitely been somebody that's pushed me to just follow my passions and be creative and take the leap, which I'm super thankful for. So going into the next segment, my high and low of the past week, Honestly, I can't complain. This past week was really good. It was a short week because I had Monday off from school for Martin Luther King Jr. Day. And then Tuesday, I don't have class until 2.30. And Oxford's like two hours away from Startville. So I just slept in and chilled at my house until lunchtime until I came back to school. And so after that one class Tuesday, I was free. And my week was pretty much halfway over. So it wasn't like a huge 
school load week which was good but also kind of goes into my low because I feel like while I was glad I didn't have a lot of homework it kind of made me lazy because so Thursday I don't have class at all and I did get up that morning and I read and did a devotion and journaled and then I went to the gym and ran got back and showered and literally from 10 a.m to 6 p.m I did not leave my dorm and looking back on it I just I don't know I really wish I would have done something more with my day it just kind of makes me mad at myself that I wasn't more productive but the weather it was so cold it was literally freezing like 30s and it was rainy I didn't have class I didn't really have anything to get out and do in town and all my friends were either in class or studying so I did get work done like I did a lot of homework I worked on podcast stuff I worked on um, some job applications but it just I don't know, I felt so blah, for lack of a better term, just sitting in my dorm all day. So that was definitely a low and something I wish I would have done better, but I don't know, I'm just gonna try to work around my Thursdays and make sure I have stuff planned to kinda get me up and get me productive. So my high is definitely just my weekend. I guess it technically is still the weekend, but today I'm probably just gonna be doing school stuff and getting my life together for tomorrow. But Friday and Saturday were really good. I guess I'll kinda go into a little recap. Um, Friday I had class until one and then three of my friends and I went to a dining hall across campus It's the athletes dining hall Templeton, but it's so good They have so many different food options a yogurt parfait bar a salad bar build your own pasta So we went there for lunch and it was good to just talk with them and eat and unwind after classes And then I went to the gym that afternoon and then that night from five to nine I had rooted retreat which is a retreat at Wesley they had dinner and then music and a few like small talk speakers and then we broke into sessions and had some deeper discussions and then um, a main speaker that spoke for around an hour. It was just a really good night and I really enjoyed the topics that the speakers spoke about. The main topic of the night was identity and just really stuck with me about finding our identity in Christ. And one of the main things the guy said that stuck with me was how we're often looking for our purpose and what we should do with our life. But instead we should be looking for our identity and whose we are and who we belong to and how God shapes our life. So I don't know, I thought that was really cool. That night I got back to my dorm at like 9.30 and two of my friends came over and one of the girls mom had sent her MSUopoly which was literally Monopoly with um like instead of the regular places you could buy it was like the drill field or Perry Cafeteria or Student Union like all the famous places on campus and I haven't played Monopoly in forever I forget how long it takes to play we played until 12 a.m and weren't even close to being done but it was just really fun to sit on the floor on a friday night and play monopoly for two and a half hours so it was really fun but going into saturday i was definitely regretting my late night because i woke up at 7:45 that morning because i was actually running a race in startville my friend caroline and i signed up together for the startville frostbite race and when I signed up like a month ago, it was like 55, 60 degrees. And I was thinking, oh, this won't be bad. Like even if it drops to 45, still won't be too bad. I was very wrong. It was 32 degrees <laughs> yesterday. I was dreading it, thinking, why did I sign up for this? But it was actually really fun. I'm really glad I did it. Once I started the race, I my body got warmed up. My hands were still super cold, but it was fun. Just everybody out there cheering and the little booths set up and the award ceremony. I actually didn't expect to do 
super well or anything, but I ended up getting first female. So it was really cool just because I, I ran cross country in high school, but I haven't really raced or competed since then. So I've been running on my own at state, but I haven't really had anything to like train for or look forward to so that was kind of fun just to see my training pay off and get first female and then later that day after the race Caroline her boyfriend and another guy who also goes to Wesley we all went over to Caroline's house and had brunch and we just had eggs and cinnamon rolls and lots of fruit and just chilled at her house for a little bit and it was just a nice relaxing Saturday and then after I got back I took a shower cleaned up a little bit did some homework and then went back to Wesley for the second night of Rooted, the um, last day of the retreat. And I think it was even better than the first night. I loved it. I loved all the talks. And then the worship was amazing. So it was just a really good night. I don't want to like ramble on too much about it, but it really made me I don't know. It really made me want to truly invest in my time with God and like really seek his presence more, which I've been I've always wanted to do, but I don't know, coming from those talks, it just made me so inspired and motivated again. So it was really good. Not to ramble on too much, but overall, good weekend. So for the last segment, I wanted to talk about a recent favorite, just a movie, TV show, book, product, something that I've really been loving recently. And today's favorite is actually a podcast. If you haven't heard of Office Ladies podcast, go look it up. It's so good. I've been listening to it while I work out or drive around town or run errands and I love it. It honestly makes me want to rewatch The Office all over again. I watched it last summer so I started it in like May and I was done by August. Basically it's Jenna Fisher who plays Pam and then Angela Kinsey who plays Angela. They started at the pilot and they're going through each episode a week and just talking about like episode recap but then they also have a lot of insider information and just facts about like the cast or how many times they had to reshoot this scene to get it right or who was originally going to be in this cast or what was improvised and what was scripted and it's just really fun to follow along with and honestly like like I said, makes me want to rewatch The Office all over again. So if you haven't heard it, definitely go listen. And if you haven't seen The Office, what are you doing? Go watch it. It's super good. Okay, so getting into the main portion of the episode, I want to go into like books and my book reading goals for this year. But before that, I wanted to touch on the importance of unplugging, which is something I'm really trying to focus on this year. I just, I don't know. I never thought... I would be one of those people that was always on my phone and still when I think about it I tell myself like oh I'm not on it that much or there's people that are on it way more than me or I use it for school or I, I don't know I can make all these excuses but I've realized recently that I still am on it way more than I need to be like there's no reason that I need to have two plus hours of screen time a day like that just makes me feel terrible I hate looking at my screen time and it's just been really hard for me to just be in complete silence I've noticed that recently even if I'm not watching something I always want like my airpods in listening to music or have a podcast on or have study music in the background even literally grocery shopping like I put my airpods in and have something playing while I'm like browsing Kroger I don't know it's just I can never be silent and sometimes it's good like I really do look forward to 
running with the podcast or listening to worship music in the car but sometimes i just want to be okay with like stepping down from all the distractions and just like sitting in silence and doing chores and being aware of what's around me as i say it now like it makes me want to just like throw my phone in the lake or something but as soon as i get to like some sort of task i have to do i immediately gravitate towards oh let me put something on while i do this or let me listen to something while i full clothes or let me watch a youtube video while i do the dishes i don't know it's just always something i feel like i need to do which is not good it's something i really want to stray away from i just like have a few points here as i was trying to plan this episode i was really getting convicted of just how much time i spend on my phone i just find myself always like my finger gravitating towards the instagram button or the snapchat button or literally pinterest button anything that i can do to get away in it for just a second to distract myself and i don't even mean to it's not even that i have like an awful life that i need to distract myself from it's just become instinct i'm just by myself gravitating towards the instagram app and scrolling without even actually paying attention to what i'm looking at i just my finger slides down the screen and more screen time racks up. I don't know, it just it just really convicted me that I do that way too much and I really, really wanna try to step away from that. I'm in a class called Intro to Mass Media and it's really interesting so far. We've just been talking about the consumer culture and how much mediated communication has grown with downloading music and how much people watch TV and just, really interesting stuff i actually have a study guide that i'm going to be working on this afternoon so i'm glad i'm actually interested in it but we had to read an article last week about the disadvantages of technology and just how much it's impacting us and the basis of the article is that we can't stand being bored we can't stand spending time alone without something constantly like entertaining us flashing in our faces and preoccupying us and i was just thinking how true that was like i literally always feel like i have to have something going on or preoccupying me i literally can't like sit and wait for a friend for lunch without feeling that 30 seconds with looking at my phone or if i know i'm <laughs> gonna be in the bathroom i take my phone or if i say i'm gonna give myself a five minute study break i immediately go to looking at social media or watching a youtube video to fill that time and it's never that i can just sit still without distractions and I really really want to get better at that and I think about when I was younger even like 12 13 which doesn't seem like that long ago I had my iPod touch and that was it and I would play my little video games on there temple run and pizza dash and I didn't feel like I constantly needed to be playing I would have my hour of iPod touch time and then move on and I would fill my time with so much other stuff I remember going to the bathroom and literally like bringing my Percy Jackson book in there to read and staying in the bathroom for like 30 minutes because I was just caught up in my book like I don't know that's so silly but I just remember loving reading as a kid I'm sure you can tell by the last episode with me and Ella we grew up reading and we always just loved going to the library, checking out books. And I feel like now it's really shifted for me where I still love reading, but I put way too much emphasis on technology rather than books. Like I used to argue with my dad about five more minutes, please, can I leave the lamp on before bed and read more? Or he would come upstairs and tell me to turn the light off. And then I would like wait five minutes and listen for him to go to sleep and shut his door. And then like, click the lamp back on so I could read another chapter and I don't know as I've gotten older 
it's just been harder for me to make time to read and even last year in high school I read way more than I've been reading recently which really makes me sad because every time I make time to read I forget how much I love reading but then every time I like stray away from it I tell myself like oh I don't have time or I would rather watch this or I'd rather look at this post or I'd rather I don't know something to do with technology rather than a good old book so something I'm definitely wanting to try to focus on this year. Just like a little story, I was talking with my dad yesterday about this, just how I want to read more. And like Friday, I got home from lunch and I had a late lunch. It was probably 2, 2.30 and I had an hour or two to kill before I needed to get ready for the retreat. And the old me would have been like, oh, an hour or two, I can catch up on my book or I can read at least like three or four chapters and then do something else. But instead I laid in bed and watched Friday Night Lights and looked at Pinterest, which isn't bad. I enjoyed that time, but I wish I would have at least like split it half and half and read a few chapters or literally one chapter. But my immediate thought is screen time instead of reading time. When used to, I would have been so excited to read. And so we were kind of talking about that. Just he said he feels the same way, just that we it's like there's so many things to distract us there's always a new podcast to listen to there's always a new show to watch there's always a new movie coming out and we feel like we have to watch it all and consume it all and we don't take time for good old-fashioned books so i'm probably sounding like such a nerd right now with how much i love reading but i don't know it's just been something i've been trying to focus on recently so i kind of want to go into my favorite books of 2019. I think I read more over May to August than I did all year just because I had so much free time over the summer because usually I'll have summer reading books for high school. Like I'll remember having three to four, sometimes five books a summer to read for the next fall, but this was the first time I didn't have any summer reading at all. So I read so much. I read probably a book or two a week and like thinking about it now makes me miss summer so bad. Nothing compares to reading a good book like laying at the pool or sitting by the beach. I don't know. I feel like summer reads, you know there's like certain books that are summer reads. They're cheesy, lighthearted, but they're perfect for sitting and reading laying at the pool. I don't know. But I also really got into mystery books this year. Not something I want to read more in 2022 but I just kind of went through my Goodreads profile and tried to come up with like some of my favorite books that I read from 2019 so but these aren't really in like a particular order of like favorite to least favorite or anything but I kind of divided them into categories the first category that I got into was historical fiction which I never really read before I'd read like maybe one or two but they were kind of school books that I wasn't really like super hooked on but my sister told me about this author Ruta Sepetis but she writes young adult historical fiction books and I read three of her books in like a month or two over the past fall and it was and they were really good so now I kind of want to read more of them but my favorite of hers was Salt to the Sea and it's set in World War II era and it switches between three or four main narrators and their stories are separate at first and then they kind of all intertwine and it's super good. I don't want to give too much away but they are loading this huge ship and basically it's like their stories and their interactions on the ship and then the ship ends up sinking and it's like the largest disaster in maritime history but nobody really knew about it so that was really interesting and then she also had two others between shades of gray which was set in 
kind of World War II, a little before it in Russia, and then Out of the Easy, which was set in the 1930s, 40s in New Orleans. So they were all kind of different, but all really good. So if you're on the fence about historical fiction, I would definitely try out Rudis Apetis and start with Salt to the Sea and see what you think, because I would not have guessed that I would really enjoy these books, but I actually did. The next category I really got into, I kind of mentioned, but were mystery books. I like mysteries, but I never really read mystery books at all. I can remember loving like Encyclopedia Brown books when I was in whatever elementary school, but I never really read any until the past year or two. And now I'm like so excited to read more. So my top four were, and then there were none, little do we know. What happened to Monday and two can keep a secret. So if you want to try out mystery books, definitely pick one of those. And then there were none is probably the most popular one. It's by Agatha Christie and she's like a really famous mystery writer and I'd been wanting to read it for a while and just had never actually checked it out. It took me like a few chapters to get into it because it is more of a older style of writing because she wrote it I don't even know how many years ago but that was super good and then what happened to Monday I read that one in June and I flew through that one it was really good it was more of like a mystery thriller kind of book where you don't know what happened to the girl but you also feel like something else bad is about to happen at the same time and it really kept you on your toes and then Two Can Keep a Secret was a contemporary mystery book and Little Do We Know was a contemporary mystery book so Definitely recommend those. I'm going to have all these books in the show notes too. And if you have any more questions about them, like feel free to ask because I would be happy to talk about books. <laughs> um, and then two more categories. The next one was dystopian, which I did read back in middle school. Like I loved the Hunger Games books. And then I read one or two of the Divergent books and I kind of got into them, but I hadn't read them in forever. And I kind of got back into them this year. So the three main ones that I read were... The Gracier, which I read over Christmas break, and it's kind of hard to explain. Honestly, you just have to read it and see for yourself, and it's probably going to surprise you. I was not expecting everything that happened, but it's set in the future, and girls, after you reach, I think, 16 or 17, all the 17-year-old girls are sent to this, like, deserted part of the woods of their town for a year and basically learn how to survive on their own and like work with the other girls and basically become a woman it's really hard to explain it sounds kind of weird but i promise i really liked it it was really good so check that out and then my two favorite favorite dystopian books probably two of my favorite books i read this year were dry and scythe both by neil shusterman or schusterman i think is how you pronounce his last name and I had never read anything by this author before, but now I just want to read all his books because they're really good. I read these over the summer and loved them. Scythe, I read first and I read it and then my sister read it and really liked it. And then we got my brother hooked on it too. And I don't know, it's really hard to explain. Okay, this is about to sound so weird. I promise I don't just like weird books. I was I was kind of hesitant about it at first too, but just read it. It's set in the future and there can only be a certain number of people on earth like earth has reached its maximum capacity so there's a killing quota and it's kind of just known like you have the chance of a scythe coming and taking your life like at any time of the day because like population can't get too big and then it follows these two teenagers who were taken on as apprentices for one of the main scythes and they kind of like learn the ins and outs of how it works and rebel against the system 
so that was really good and then dry is by the same author but completely different storyline and it is set in california in the future and kind of goes into the question what would happen if the world ran out of water like if we all the lakes dried up like we ran out of drinking water and it kind of follows these two or three i think three teenagers as they try to like survive and how everyone goes crazy without it so that was really good too i want to read more of neil shusterman's books now because he writes a lot of dystopian books and now i'm really interested in the genre and then the last category can't forget good old love stories i know they can be cheesy sometimes but i do love a good young adult romance story i read four that really stood out this year the rest of the story I read back in the fall. It's by Sarah Dessen. If you've heard of her, she writes a lot of young adult romance books, but this one is really good. I feel like her other ones can be kind of cheesy and follow kind of a mold. Like, you know, the same thing happens to the same girl and just change up the boy each time. But this one is really good. And it kind of went, it was set in the summer and it kind of went into her friendships and her family members and she was at a lake house over the summer and I don't know, it was really good. I would really recommend. And then the next one, again, but better. I read this one actually at Universal when we went in May. And so I can like clear, clearly remember reading this laying by the pool and it makes me miss Universal, but it was really good. It's kind of a weird concept. It was about this girl that goes to London to study abroad. And all these books are not just about love stories. Like I really like them because they also talk about like relationships with friends or family or personal growth like I don't like it when it's just like all about the love if that makes sense but this one kind of went into her like self-discovery in London like traveling alone and experiencing new things and then kind of her relationship with one of the people on her study abroad trip and how they like reconnected and found each other years later so <laughs> cheesy but it was good and then five feet apart i'm sure a lot of people have heard about because it's a movie with um cole sprouse in it but it was actually based off of this book so i read the book and then watched the movie right after and it actually does follow pretty closely but the book was super good i think i read it in i think i read it in a night i read it really fast it was super good it was one of those summer days that i had nothing to do so i started it one afternoon and finished it that night if you haven't seen the movie or know anything about it it's about these two it sets place like entirely in a hospital and it's about these two people who have cystic fibrosis so they have to stay five feet apart from each other or else they'll get the other one really sick but it just follows their experiences and connection and the ending is really sad is all i'll say so just read it and then the last book is another pretty popular one it's fangirl by rainbow rowell i actually did read this one i think my freshman year but hadn't read it since then so it was another reread i love rereading books and it was just as good the second time around i kind of can relate to it more this time because the main character just started her freshman year in college and i was reading it like i think my second or third month of college so i was like pretty close to her storyline but it was really good and I love the characters in it and it kind of goes along with what I was saying about not just the love story but the character growth and experience too so definitely definitely recommend that one okay I really hope this is not boring because this is like entertaining to me to talk about books but I don't know if this is entertaining to other people to hear me ramble about the books I liked last year and then now I want to go into my 2020 books I want to read so I wanted to kind of just give I think I have 10 or 11 books that I want to read this year and I just 
looked up the little synopsis of them and I kind of paraphrased for myself so I'm not reading like 10 pages of about me's for each of these books. Some of these I have heard recommendations from. Some of them I've seen. I love going to my local bookstore in Oxford and just like looking at all the new books and taking pictures of them or adding them to my Goodreads list to look up later. Or um, another thing I've really been liking is looking up book recommendations on YouTube. There's a few channels that I follow that do like end of the month reading recap list or like favorite books of the year or books for this specific genre stuff like that which I'll put on in the background sometime or look up to get different recommendations. So these are kind of a mix from all of those different sources and let's just get started. The first one is another mystery. Like I said I want to read more mysteries and it's called A Study in Charlotte and I heard of this one. I feel like it's been on my Goodreads list for over a year now for sure maybe two years and I just have never gotten around to reading it and it follows the descendants of Sherlock Holmes and John Watson and it's set in present day so they're solving this crime on a modern day college campus so I thought it was kind of cool that it mixes in like the old like Sherlock Holmes aspect with modern day and contemporary college so I thought that was kind of cool. The next one is another mystery and it's called All Your Twisted Secrets and it says what did the queen bee, star athlete, valedictorian, stoner, loner, and music geek all have in common? They were all invited to a scholarship dinner only to discover it's a trap. Someone has locked them in a room with a bomb, a syringe filled with poison, and a note saying they have an hour to pick someone to kill or else everyone dies. That sounds so dramatic reading that I just realized but it got really good reviews on Goodreads. I am like constantly adding books to my Goodreads list and me and my dad have talked about it before how we have like a Goodreads standard where if anything gets above like 3.9 definitely 4.0 on Goodreads for like the star ratings like it's worth reading and this one got really good reviews. So all I think all of these books maybe one or two didn't but almost all of these are above 4.0 stars. So if they sound weird to you just know that lots of other people in Goodreads said they were good. So that's what I'm going off of. But that one sounded interesting. And I think it just came out not too long ago. So I'm excited. The next book is American Royals. And this one sounds kind of like one of those cheesy, like, flitty summer reads I was talking about. Not anything super deep. But <laughs> the synopsis says, Have you ever wondered what society would be like if George Washington had accepted to become king after the Revolutionary War instead of president? American Royals follows the life of the modern royal family of America. The Washingtons have been ruling for over two and a half centuries and power is about to be turned upside down. So it follows, like I said, if George Washington had accepted to become king and like there weren't any presidents so like modern day America if there was still a monarchy here and it follows one of the girls who I think she's like 17 or 18 and she's like having the pressure to become queen so it's contemporary mixed with royals mixed with old America with the Washingtons I don't know it sounded good and it got good reviews so I've had that one on my list for a while I think it came out in the fall and I've been wanting to read it ever since I heard about it the next one I really want to read is called The Toll, and if you remember me saying from my 2019 books I read, Scythe by Neil Schusterman, he wrote two books after it. So Thunderhead, which I also read after Scythe, and then 
this one just came out called The Toll and it's the last book of the series. I guess it's hard to explain if you haven't read the first two books but it's the third book of the series and it's like the final conclusion and it's supposed to be really good. It got like amazing reviews on Goodreads so I really want to read that. Okay, I'm looking at my list and I should have included these in the first two mystery books, but I have three more mystery books that I want to read. I said I wanted to try more mystery books this year and the first one is One of Us is Next and I read Two Can Keep a Secret last year and it's by the same author and she wrote a book that I read 2018 called One of Us is Lying and it was a mystery book that followed four different people that went to the same high school and their stories kind of intertwined with this mystery at their school and so this is the second book to that so the synopsis says we return to Bayview High the scene of the last novel one of us is lying and time has passed since scandal and murder rocked the school and everyone has mostly been able to put their lives back in order until one day an anonymous text appears on students phones initiating a game of truth or dare a student will be chosen they'll have a fixed amount of time to choose between truth or dare and if they fail to answer the question or complete the dare, a painful truth will be revealed about them the entire school. So ever since I found out about this one, I was super excited to read it. And whenever I went home last weekend, they actually had it at my library. So I have it in my dorm now waiting for me to read it. And I'm really excited. That's probably going to be the next one I read. It's one of those, it's like kind of cheesy, contemporary young adult, but also like a good mystery at the same time. Like I could not figure out who did it in her last book. I'm so bad at ever guessing who did it but she's really good this author at writing an intricate story and like keep you on your toes with guessing who did it so i'm excited to read that one two more mysteries murder on the orient express this one is by agatha christie the same one who wrote and then there were none and it's actually a movie which i want to watch i've seen the trailer for it but just never seen it and the synopsis says just after midnight a snowdrift stops the orient express in its tracks the luxurious train is surprisingly full for this time of year, but by the morning it is one passenger fewer. An American tycoon lies dead in his compartment, stabbed a dozen times, his door locked from the inside. So this one looked good and just after seeing the movie trailer I was like, "Ooh, I really want to read that book now, especially since I know I do like Agatha Christie's writing from the last book I read of hers. And then this last mystery book looks so good. I really want to read it. It's called This Is Our Story. And it says, Kate lives in a small town where everyone knows everyone. And she works as an intern for a lawyer at her mother's firm. Five friends head out hunting one morning and only four come back alive. The boys have been friends for ages and whose families are among the wealthiest and connected in the area. None of the boys are speaking about what happened and no one knows what went down in those woods, but it's apparent once the evidence comes in that whatever it was, it definitely wasn't an accident. So the girl is like trying to figure out exactly what happened when the five boys went into the woods and, and only four came back alive. So I thought that one looked super good and it got really good reviews on Goodreads. So definitely want to try to read that one. This next one is kind of cheesy but it's called My Lady Jane and it says Lady Jane Grey, 16, is about to be married to a total stranger and caught up in an insidious plot to rob her cousin King Edward of his throne. But that's the least of Jane's problems. She's about to become Queen of England. Like that could go wrong. I don't know. It sounded good and I've always seen it but never have actually read it so I want to read that one this year. The last like pleasure book or fiction book that I want to read is The Art of Racing in the Rain. This has become a really popular movie. I've actually seen it twice and it was so good both times. If you haven't seen the movie, 
definitely go watch it but it was based off this book and my dad read it and told me that it was really good that I should read it and it basically follows the story of Denny Swift a race car driver in Seattle and his dog Enzo who the whole story is told from the perspective of the dog and the dog is basically like describing he and Denny Swift's life and the dog believes that he will be reincarnated in his next life as human so he's just like a really wise like observant character I guess you could say if you can say that about a dog i don't know it just got really good reviews everyone was saying like don't read this in public it'll make you cry like makes you think a lot about the world and the movie was really good so if it's anything like the movie definitely want to read that and then the last three books are more like christian motivational books two of them i started last year and just have never finished so i think i probably should just restart it because i've kind of forgotten what the first things i read were but love does by bob goff was really good and I'm really mad that I just put it down and didn't finish it. I read his other book Everybody Always last year and it was amazing so I started Love Does and then just got busy and never finished it but it's basically just a collection of stories. Each chapter is a different story from Bob Goff's life about how he is trying to love others like Jesus did and it's just really cool. The few chapters that I read really stuck out to me because it wasn't these big shows of affection or these expensive ways of trying to show someone that you care for them it's just sitting with people and spending time with them and just being there for them and telling people like how much they mean to you and really treating everyone like Jesus did so I really want to reread that one because I've heard nothing but good things about it and I don't know why I haven't finished it yet so definitely on my to read list and then the other one I started last year too I didn't get as far in it as I did love does but I don't even remember what the chapters I read were about and it's called cold tangerines and it's kind of the similar thing to love does where it's like a collection of stories each different chapter is a different story from Shauna Nyquist the author's life and the synopsis says cold tangerines is a collection of stories that celebrates the extraordinary moments hidden in our everyday lives it's about God and about life and about the thousands of daily ways in which an, an awareness of God changes and infuses everything and it's just like looking for God in the small things in life and really finding joy in every day and I've heard really good reviews about it a lot of my friends have read it and said it's really good so I really want to read that one too and then the last one I actually got for Christmas and I started it and it's super good so far. It's called Beholding and Becoming. I'll just read the synopsis. It says, you are in the process of becoming. Every day is an opportunity to be shaped and formed by what moves your heart, drives your thoughts, and captures your gaze. Is it any wonder that where you direct your eyes and your heart matter in your day-to-day? -day? We become what we behold when we set our hearts and minds on Christ and his redemption story here in the details of our daily lives. Not just on Sunday, not just on holidays, not just when extraordinary hard or wonderful things happen but today and so far it's just talking about kind of like cold tangerines looking for God in the simple ways and the first chapter I read was the beauty of nature and how God is revealing himself through the smallest things like a flower or a bee or like just really stopping and looking up kind of goes along with the phone thing looking up from our phones and our distractions and just beholding the beauty around us I don't know it's hard to explain I feel like I'm not doing a very good job of explaining these books, but I just have to say, read it. I would not be talking about books I didn't really like, so I would definitely recommend. So, I'm really sorry if this was super boring. I feel like I've just droned on and on about books for 
the past 30 minutes, which I could drone on and on about them for much longer because if you couldn't tell, I really like to read. But I hope this gave you some book ideas. I love getting new um, book recommendations. So if you have any, please send them my way. I would be very happy to read them and add them to my never ending Goodreads list. But these are some I want to read. And then the ones from 2019, those are definitely some of my favorites. So if you haven't read them, definitely check them out. This is like making me motivated. After I was talking about all these books and like telling about how I really want to unplug, it honestly makes me mad at myself for the amount of useless time I spend on my phone. Like I want to just not look at it for the rest of the day and curl up with a good book and read. So this episode definitely got me motivated. I hope you enjoyed. I'm super excited about this week. I have like two or three quizzes and an exam, but then this weekend I'm really excited because some friends from my small group are actually coming home to Oxford with me. So it's it's gonna be so fun to like show them around my hometown and do all my favorite Oxford stuff and like bring them along with me. So that's gonna be super fun and I don't know for sure but we might could even like record an episode while we're home. I don't know but that's just a little overview of my week. I will definitely do a recap in next week's episode but in the meantime don't forget to subscribe and review and if you want to you can follow me on Instagram as well. It's linked down in the show notes and I hope you have a great rest of your week. Thanks so much for listening. Bye guys.